Well, all the big stables are over in New Zealand at the moment inspecting yearlings in readiness for the sale, which kicks off on Sunday morning. But this race day, which we mentioned a few times this week at Ellerslie on Saturday, this Caraca Midian program is just outstanding. You know, given you've got Grachetti, the unbeaten galloper going around as a really short price favourite in the first. That's the three-year-old, over 1,200, Crescetti. And we'll speak to the owner of that horse, a hell of a nice fellow. His name is Daniel Narclay. Obviously, he's a mad Dean Martin fan. We've told the story, Crescetti. Uh, that was Dean Martin's birth name. Now, Dino Crescetti, he was born, and then he morphed into Dean Martin. So we'll talk to him uh, tomorrow. It's a Saturday format tomorrow. So at seven, just after seven o'clock, I'll speak to the owner of Gachetti. So we start the program with that race. So, so much interest there. Then we go down to the two-year-old race four, where the Queensland galloper Bo Dazzler for Tony and Madison Sears, Robbie Dolan, unfortunately, uh, has drawn 14, Bo Dazzler. Just would have been nice if he had drawn a better gate where he could have been maybe you know, a couple of pairs closer. We know he was always going to get back. He, he doesn't have much early speed. Uh, even though he did box seat when he won the field and ready two starts ago in a very small field. And he couldn't keep up debut, but he was very good at the coast, getting back behind Spywire last start, running second a week before the Midians. But he's drawn 14, uh, Bo Dazzler. Some of the other favourites here, Cool Dazzler, one for one. That's OP Bosson for the TIAC, our team. It's drawn four. Then you've got um, Bellatrix Star, gate six. That's Warren Kennedy. And Mark Walker and Sam Burgesson, just back to Warren Kennedy, the guy that owns Grishetti, who will join me tomorrow at about five past seven Eastern. He was the guy, Daniel Narclay, responsible for bringing these South Africans to New Zealand. He did all the all the work behind the scenes. And, of course, Warren Kennedy has a look back. Unfortunately, Craig Zaki had to go back to his homeland in South Africa due to family reasons. Um, last year. So that's Bellatrix Star 6. Velocious, one of the favourites for Steve Marsh, James McDonald, has drawn 7. So that's the 2-year-old. Then race 5, you've got Legato going around here as a short price favourite. Uh, gate 7 in a field of 13. That's Ryan Elliott for Ken and Bev Kelso. And of course in the last, uh, this is the 3-year-old over a mile at Ellerslie. And they're saying this is potentially a great clash here. Molly Bloom, Philanso Sullivan, Andrew Scott, Blake Shin drawn 10. And you've got Orchestral, who was brilliant last start. Roger James, Robert Wellwood, James McDonald, Gate 1. So that's a field of 15. But this is a great program. And uh, Mick Kent Jr. is joining us now. He's over in New Zealand with Mick Price. And they've got some interesting runners here at Caulfield on Australia Day, including a two-year-old called Let's Face the Music, Ayrton. Their old friend goes around. He loves Caulfield. Of course, he's been over at WA in recent times. And they've got a mare, Fretter, that's accepted for Adelaide. And also Melbourne as well, Fretter. So let's talk to Mick Kent Jr. I think he's with us. Yes, he is. Uh, good morning to you, Mick. How are you? I'm very well, Steve. Yourself? Good. Must be a real buzz. This is one of the best Caracas Millions meetings we've ever seen with so much, uh, you know, horses with X Factor going around. I, I tell everybody I meet that it's the best race meeting to attend. They do it well. Uh, you start at, I think, half three in the afternoon, six elite races. They're done by about nine, then it becomes a big party. It's a really good event, but as you said, the, rate, the racing is uh, just getting stronger and stronger, and you'll just start to see a bit more, I think a few more Aussies come across now with um, that new race. Uh, obviously, Kieran's got Holy Man, which is um, a very live chance. And so, yeah, it's a very exciting meeting. So I'm not sure I'll get out there. Just 
being busy at the sales, but I'll be looking forward to watching it. They say the track looks magnificent as well. This is the second meeting back. Yeah, well, it's just been, uh, there's been so much positive news in New Zealand over the last sort of 12 to 18 months, which is fantastic for their industry. Um, it's going to make it harder for us to buy horses out of here, I dare say, with all the new prize money, though. So um, not, not so good for us, but great for New Zealand. Just uh, I want to pick your brains. How does that relation to prowess look? Is going through the ring early on Sunday? I've only just arrived in oh, okay. there, so Mick's uh, mixed, uh, two days ahead of me, and he's seen um, half the book already, but... Um, I'll, I'm sure I'll see it on the shortlist uh, later on this afternoon. I want to ask you about this youngster that you're running here, the cult in the preview of the Blue Diamond. Let's face the music and Magic Millions by four seventy-five thousand. And what we saw in two, what we've seen in two jumpouts looks pretty good. What are you expecting here? Let's face the music. Yeah, I think it's a very good race. Uh, whilst they're mostly debutants, you got um, all the big stables and owners uh, facing up. Uh, big Sydney contingent have come down and they've tried up really well. Um, we, you know, Blake Shin trialled him at Caulfield on the inner track and to be fair on that, that trial meeting he had to be on the pace on the fence to be winning mostly and he was five deep and just worked home okay Blake thought he could have finished a little closer to him to be staying on so Blake's taken the run on Annabelle's horse that's fine um, we're really happy with the horse physically he's done well um, he's drawn, drawn to get a nice run uh, we're more hopeful than confident. Uh, we just said the owners that we just wanted to see a bit more from him. Uh, he's not super sharp for a thousand metres, but we're really looking forward to him uh, as he goes out and trip. Yeah, well, his mother was very talented. She won a couple of features, placed in the light fingers and the the surround. We actually saw her at the Gold Coast Torval for Clary Connors win a Gold Coast bracelet many years ago for James Orman. So that's let's face the music. Tell me about Ed, and it's it's weird when you look at the last time he was at Caulfield. The last his last win was first up. This he loves Caulfield, obviously fourteen hundred Buffalo River led. I wonder if this race could play out in a similar manner to the, his last win at Caulfield. Yeah, potentially. Uh, if Buffalo River gets his fractions right, he's very, very hard to catch. Uh, the day we beat him there, he he got them a bit wrong and he folded up pretty quickly in the straight, and we got over the top. Um, and virtually unbeaten at Caulfield, loves fourteen hundred. Um, he only really was beaten at the um, Rupert Clark uh, back in November where he got into a serious traffic jam. So um, we're really happy with the horse. He, you know, we were very keen on him in Perth and he got stuck three deep working the entire trip. So it was a, it was a forgive run. He's, he's come back well. He's freshened up nicely. Uh, he, he certainly can win. He's, um, he's in really, really good shape. Um, Liam Rawdon does a bit of galloping on the horse and and said in his time, it's the best he's ever worked on um, Tuesday morning. So hopefully he's a good judge. Well, when he had not a lot of room there at, uh, in the Rupert Clark, of course, he ended up beating home Munamek in that race, who didn't have a lot of luck in its own right. And then it kind of came out and won the race in Perth when, as you said, your horse had to do it tough on speed, wide. Yeah, exactly, mm. exactly right. So, um, no, he's good. He's in great shape. And, uh, yeah, fingers crossed he can... Um, it's being a small field as well, from barrier six, he should just glide across and sit second or third. And, yeah, he's going to be tough enough to get past um, Buffalo River. He got quite sick, didn't he, Anton? Oh, as a, as a, yeah, a long time ago now. Um, he was in hospital for, for, you know, six or eight weeks and uh, took ages to get over it. I think he's, he's sort of somewhere near back to that early form. We'll never see his absolute best potential, but 
um, he's certainly good enough to win in stakes races. Tell me about this Frankel mare, Fretta. Um, look, she's progressive. She won her first two starts, Sandown Bendigo, and she was certainly solid at Geelong, over 1,700 for the first time recently. What's the expectation with Fretta on the weekend? Ah, she's a very exciting mare. Um, she just did things wrong at Geelong. It's a big track, Geelong, but she got onto her, her wrong lead on the home bend and consequently gave away ground, which... Um, earlier in the meeting at Geelong, it was a, a big advantage to be on the pace, and they didn't go overly hard. The leader sort of stacked them and kicked and won, and she still kept coming despite doing things wrong and losing ground. She was also second up off a long break, having won first up. So third up out of 2,000, we're extremely happy with her. Um, she's beautiful and sound, looks terrific, and um, she's drawn wide, but she's got good gate speed, so she can probably roll forward and take luck out of the equation. You did accept for Adelaide as well? Yeah, just to give it the backup. Um, it's always nice to have plan B, but she's staying in Melbourne. Her win on debut was quite extraordinary, was it? She was slow out that day. Admittedly, she had a lovely gait and she was able to rail through, but it was impressive that day. Why the year off after that? Uh, so we, we spelled her immediately. She's Northern Hemisphere bred, so six months behind. We gave her a spell, wanted to get her ready for the... Queensland Oaks, uh, she was up trialling and then got a little injury, so had to go back out again, but um, she's good, she's, um, you know, she's in perfect order ahead of Saturday. Down low is a three-year-old filly that won at sale during the week. It was only a small field, but she had to sprint home in very fast time. Uh, she's group placed in Adelaide, of course, last prep. What were you aim her towards down low after that victory during the week? It was just a maiden, but as I said, a strong one. She beat Sensical. Yeah, she's twice stakes placed and she's improved with time. Um, Four-horse race, but they ran faster than the 64 on the day. And she's off to the Kevin Hayes, uh, which is 1,100 at Caulfield Group 3 for Phillies and in two weeks, uh, now named the Peter Legrand Stakes after the, um, the chairman. So he, she's, um, yeah, she's pulled up really well and um, we'd hope, hopefully go from there to a race like the Angus Armanasco with her. Aramco is a five-year-old. He bolted in at Flemington recently. You playing with him? Playing with him is to go back to Flemington four weeks between runs in a 2,000-metre benchmark 84. Hopefully it's rinse and repeat. Globe, we know Globe led and bolted in basically first four starts. Uh, we know there was a situation in the Fian last September. Uh, what's the latest with Globe? And was it hard arrhythmia on that occasion? Yeah, there's a, there a number of factors that led us to spelling him, ultimately. Um, he's, he's, it was sort of, you know, very early spring, and like a lot of horses in Melbourne, his coat wasn't quite right. He had a little virus. We thought we had him pretty good. He trolled up enormous, went to Mooney Valley. We did put him in the deep end, but that's what we think of the horse, and he had heart arrhythmia. Um, we uh, were very happy with him um, for a week after that, and then he just wasn't really pleasing us uh, the following week. So we just tipped him out and thought we'll start again. He's had a nice break. He's, he's back in pre-training. Um, he, looks, he looks enormous. He, he really does look well. Um, we're just going to come back with a view to getting him back winning. Uh, ultimately, he's a 90 racer who's had um, five starts. So we'll just um, yeah, try and get him back winning. No lofty ambitions until we see him do it on the track first. Yeah, you don't see that very often, do you? A horse coming out of a benchmark 100 win and then going into the fee and stakes, a group two level is basically a five to do or a 3.20 chance. Well, you don't, yeah, you don't see many that win a, a 64 and then go to a benchmark 100 and win by five lengths either. So 
that's sort of the talent the horse has got. Um, he's very exciting, and um, yeah, I can't wait to get him back in the stable. You would have followed Sapito's career very closely, given your dad trained him, and we often talk about his straight record was very good, and uh, we spoke about Buenos Notches this week by that sire who loves the straight as well. What about what you need? What's the latest? He's won two down the straight, but his last win was March of last year's. Yeah, Sapito was... He had so much X factor. He could nearly break sub 10 furlongs on the training track. He just was very, very, very sharp and um, bred to be a good stallion. And no surprise to see him doing it. Uh, can't wait to see his future crops. Now that he's had a couple of, you know, in his first crop off uh, an average book of man's, he's got two potential group one colts. Uh, certainly what you need is that. He's three from three unbeaten. Um, he, he had to have a little tidy up in his throat. Uh, I wrote him his first morning back in the stable after pre-training and please record he sounded great he's um he's in terrific order for a big powerful bull he's not too heavy he's a great mover um so the dream is still alive steve excellent just uh, obviously your frame doesn't allow didn't allow you to ride in races but given that you you know obviously you're a terrific horseman did you ever think about it when you were a youngster of riding no dad never wanted me to he, he, i went to school and university and um, I, I did ride at the, um, the amateurs of the picnics for three seasons, which I, I felt was really beneficial. I loved it. I was um, a young lad. I was 21. I was training, owning and riding my own horses, and that was a really good way to sort of cut my teeth, I suppose. Um, uh, and a lot of fun, you know, a lot of fun going to those meetings. Um, they get huge crowds, and um, yeah, I had a great time doing it. Is there a youngster that's exciting you at the moment, Mick, from the stable, that we might see in the, in the maybe the Proteus? Yeah, I think we're going to have a really good few weeks um we had 41 horses trial last monday and um uh, there's a nice there's a nice filly worth watching tonight um in race three at packenham amusera by um invincible she's um she's worth watching worth watching mean we open our wallet <laughs> well she was uh yeah she was 290 to 210 when they opened but the um the second favorite's come out this morning so she'll be very short all right. she can get the job done for the owners. Dollar forty-five now. On debut by I am invincible from Moo Sarah. I just looked into the pedigree. Moo Sarah had a very talented type some years ago called Munta Sarah, and she debuted at Flemington at the spring of November two thousand nineteen and ran second on debut in that Ottawa Stakes, a Group Three, and then went to Rose Hill next start and won and defeated Chilliwack for Hugh Bowman. Then she went to the Blue Diamond Series, second in the Prelude, fifth in the actual Diamond itself behind Tagalover. And then subsequent to that, she ran second to Minhaj in a Group 3. And there was a second to Swats that one day in a Thoroughbred Club Stake. She actually won in Adelaide, the Redelva, defeating Smoke and Val. Um, so very, very talented. The mother, the uh, sister, Montesira, the full sister, and we get to see... Emma Sira tonight, uh, race three, but uh, very short odds. Some of you might be thrill seekers. I would have <laughs> rewind 20 years ago. Uh, as I said, I would have been thinking, oh, that might put some food on the table, fuel in the car, all that sort of stuff. You sometimes justify <laughs> back short price favourites. You say, oh, this will be easy. Anyway, so short price favourite there tonight, race three, number six.